let's do it, Karina. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, apologies for anybody who has been waiting on this here. We've run slightly behind. Technical technical issues, we'll say. Um, I'm here with uh, Karina of Carry um, Mind, or sorry, Art Life, isn't it? Apologies. Carry Life. Carry Life. Carry Life. I know it's, it's quite strange, actually, to see it because... When I was looking at it, I was saying to myself, Carrie, is that her name? Is that because people would say that to me? Are you really Zenith? What is your real name? <laughs> so it was a bit confusing. But yeah, yeah it's and it's it's written in a row uh, on my social media. So yeah, it's yeah, difficult yeah. to, to read it. But my surname is very um very Polish, Gersberg. So Gersberg. I still Gersberg. wanted to Yes, so I okay, still wanted to make it like easier for people carry life art, and it's because I want my life to look like an art, and I want to inspire everybody else to make Beautiful. their life art. Yes, <laughs> Beautiful. And you know what? That's you know, I, I think because I haven't really sort of got into um, explaining who you are, but I think that's very important, and it's something that I always say we can be whatever we want to be in this world. You know, we can say whatever we want to be, say we can project whatever we want to project. We're not limited to what we think we are, what other people say, you know. So if you want to turn around and say, well, I want my life to be an art or this is the way I think about my life, then why shouldn't it, you know? So I think that's beautiful and very inspiring. But yes, <laughs> um, Carrie Karina is a holistic health coach. She's also a yoga trainer. Um, Carrie is um involved in flexibility and scientific stretching um she does sensual pole dancing if that's correct yes you yes can say that. <laughs> um and her mission is to help others discover herself her podcast is also um very very interesting to listen to it's called body is a temple podcast and we're going to get into why she is called it that and what meaning that it has for her and um, Carrie is originally from Poland and she has lived extensively in Iceland and Mexico so she's very very well traveled so Carrie I hope that's enough of a, an introduction for you um, a very very warm welcome to the podcast and apologies for for the delay <laughs> No worries. And I see that I need to kind of update my bio because on the way there was a uh, Guatemala and now Colombia. Oh. <laughs> so I am in Colombia currently. Wow. Wow. And I that, just, that... I just came back from the four day uh, hike to the lost city in the jungle with like no phones, <sighs> like no civilization kind of. We get to the very rural area where only mules can come and other the the lost city itself not even a mules can come with the delivery so everything people need to drag themselves actually i am so jealous i really really am so jealous like yourself i i've been to peru um i spent a few days in the amazon jungle and um my initial um interest in going to peru was to see machu picchu but and i knew nothing about peru other than machu picchu but when i decided to plan a a a holiday or an adventure to peru when i began to discover more i found that there was so much more calling me to peru and when we were kind of almost done i said well it would be such a shame not to go to peru and not see part of the amazon jungle so we 
tacked on the Amazon jungle onto the journey. And for me, it was kind of like, well, I, I want to get the Amazon jungle done and out of the road so that I can see, you know, uh, Machu Picchu and Nazca. But probably like yourself, when we got into the Amazon jungle and it was it was largely deserted, it was just a small camp. Um, and it was just amazing being in this wildlife. When I when I, we were going to leave, I did not want to leave. I did not want to go back to civilization. <laughs> it was it was fairly traumatic to to be in that environment, to be in that beautiful natural surroundings, and then have to go back to to civilization. Yeah, that's why I uh, came back to a very small village uh, called Minca here in uh, in Colombia to have an opportunity to just go out of uh, home and be in the jungle in a few minutes. <laughs> Uh, because also I know that I'm going to California later. Um, uh, I want to educate myself more over there in terms of holistic health. So yeah, I'm trying to enjoy those this time as much as possible here still. Beautiful. Are you in Colombia at the minute or are you back in Mexico? Because I know that your partner is from Mexico. Yeah, um, I am currently in Colombia and probably after uh, um, after California, I will go to Mexico again. Yes. Okay. But very, very I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> Let's see. Let's flow. <laughs> and just as a point of interest, how long did you spend in, or at what point did you decide to leave Poland? Well, yeah, this is actually the beginning of my story, uh, kind of, uh, because story probably started a bit uh, earlier even. Um, so I, I was working in a corporate world in Poland for many years uh, for some big international brands. Um, but at some point, I started more to discover things like yoga, pole okay. dancing, um, and uh, this experience in the corporate world uh, led me to some kind of trau trauma and, you know, bad experience in, with, uh, with the mobbing at work and all this kind of stuff. And I started, I, I decided to follow my heart and, and uh, start my own business, uh, which was, was a great uh, growth opportunity. Uh, however, it put me in a position when I was very overwhelmed and burned out also with something that I really love. And after two years, I decided that I just don't have the power to go on and do it anymore. It's too much stress. It's too overwhelming. It's, I was like feeling too, too much burnout burn and even the depression um, because um, I was too stressed about money all the time. And at the same time, I had uh, I had uh, the loan in the bank for this business, and I knew that I need to pay it because uh, I'm a responsible person, and I just don't want to, you know, put my head in the sand and pretending nothing happened. So I had to figure out how to earn money um, fast, and I had a couple of ideas, mostly to going to some other North European countries like uh, Sweden and Norway, but finally I chose Iceland and. Um, as Tony Robbins uh, is saying, how to take the worst thing in your life and turn it into the best one. It kind of happened like that with this because Iceland was, a, it was not even on my list for countries to go and visit. Mm -hmm. And I was never thinking about living there because I hate cold. But it was a great experience, a great adventure. Also overcoming my um, fear of uh, 
cold and uh, learning about cold therapy and how to you know practice cold therapy and um, yeah learning the breathing techniques all the the, the Wim Hof um, coaching things I, yeah. I went through this one with the coaches so yeah and um, and this is how I uh, end up out of Poland for the first time for the first three years and uh, for me I has a really great energy for the inner work and because it's so cold there's not so much um social life at that time i wasn't interested in the parties anymore or like you know going to the clubs or bars or this kind of stuff i was more already interested in uh, holistic health nutrition meditation and self-growth so I had a lot of opportunities to be by myself and I started to uh, journal daily, meditate daily, doing uh, breathworks daily. I also um, met my first uh, sound healing uh, goddess, wow. uh, a lady. She's originally from uh, Russia, but she was living in Nepal and Tibet and she had uh, the balls, the, the metal balls with hair. And this is also where I started uh, podcasting. Uh, I had access to the podcast studio over there. So, yeah, because the, there was not so much social life for me. Of course, I've been also like a pole dance instructor over there. But I think the Icelandic conditions are not very also um, social friendly because people live far away from each other. They always need to take a car because... Uh, the bus usually takes a lot of time and then you need to, you know, wait for the bus in, or go out in this horrible weather. So it was really difficult to gather people uh, for some just a social meetings. I remember when I was finally departing from Iceland and I said to, to all my friends, guys, this is the last chance for you to meet up with me. So just come for my goodbye party. And then out of nowhere, finally, everybody show up, 30 people in my house. I didn't have a place for them but that was that was nice yes <laughs> beautiful and so from then what made you decide to move was it straight on to mexico then from iceland so uh yes but it, I, I wasn't also planning to go to mexico and mexico was also not on my list of the countries that i wanted to go because i had that stereotype that it's super dangerous and and all this kind of stuff. But um, when the pandemic came and they slowly started to lower the restrictions after, I didn't have much choice because that was kind of the only open country at the time mm. that didn't require any vaccine or any test or like there was any, no any special restriction uh, actually upon the river. My goal at the time was Costa Rica, but Costa Rica kind of... Um, was like not reachable. They required some very expensive uh, insurance that at that time was uh, possible only to purchase through the Costa Rican companies. And it was like $2,000 or something like that for, for a month. So I was like, um, no, because I knew that Costa Rica also is not the cheapest country. So I decided that if I'm going somewhere where I have never been, I prefer to like be in an environment that's going to be more like financially friendly for me, just mm -hmm. in case I will not be able to work or for the next half a year or something like that. So I can sustain myself because I didn't know what to expect. And I knew that I have my savings that if I'm not going to work for a half year, that's going to be fine. But in Costa Rica and paying 2000 at the very beginning was like, seems uh, too much crazy so 
And I remember my friend uh, was buying some very cheap flights to Mexico in July and was saying to me, hey, buy the flights. They're really like 50 pounds, you know, even if you're not going to go, you know, it's, it's, you will have it at least or something. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to Mexico. It's so dangerous there. But then in September, <laughs> I said to him, hey, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> so, yeah, and of course, I did some research and I chose Tulum because it seemed the most like international and I wasn't mistaken. It was very difficult to learn Spanish there because everybody was speaking English. But that was fun. Uh, that was fun. That was an adventure over there. And I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, and I'm just, and wherever I'm saying something to myself now, like I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to go there. I'm like, uh oh, that's <laughs> warning signs <laughs> that I'm going to end up there. <laughs> that That's amazing. Did you ever, do you ever think, I suppose you do, looking um, at your life now and looking at your life back then, did you ever imagine that you would be in such a, you know, your life would be like this or your life would have worked out like this, teaching everything, you know, the host of a successful podcast, having a partner who's Mexican, you know, doing everything that you do. The, the little girl from Poland, I guess. Yeah, the little girl from Poland. That was some limiting belief that was uh, with me for a very long time, especially uh, when it comes to podcasting, you know, something about that I'm not an English native uh, speaker. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, do people understand me? It's like, am I not making any mistakes while speaking and all this kind of stuff? And you know what? Like, I've been... Um, at the, uh, at the beginning of this year, I was in Mexico with my friend from Brazil, Livia, and we were sitting uh, by the ocean and having some nice uh, dinner and and yeah and this is what I said to her like Livia I would never in my life imagine that I'm gonna sit with the Brazilian friend on the coast of Mexico having dinner on the beach and you know enjoying my life in this in this way no um but there was some vision that I, I really wanted to live by the beach you know um and it's like being on the beach was always like making me feel so good uh, and being uh, with the sun, with the nature and um, the sounds of the ocean, I guess. So that was something always in the back of my mind that I wanted to like have more in my life and create this kind of experience in my life um, surrounded with the beach. So so I maybe I haven't been like imagining that gonna look like that with the podcast with the coaching with you know all this kind of adventures on the way but yeah just I was more like focusing about the beach itself <laughs> brilliant and and so what I what I kind of also kind of want to know is you know you, you did work for corporate marketing for a, for a while I'm assuming that was in Poland before you decided to you know that this wasn't satisfying you you decided to move away and you've obviously mentioned that you were quite the party girl you know at that stage in your life and um, and i'm assuming all this was in poland at the same time yes, poland, correct. Poland. Mm -hmm. yeah um so I, i'm assuming then obviously you know being a party girl you know it, it leads to a certain kind of lifestyle you know parties and you know alcohol and probably other things and you know all that sort of stuff that would potentially would potentially go with that kind of thing and I'm imagining that this is why, you know, you've called your podcast Body is a Temple because um, 
after kind of the I don't want to say abuse, but you know all of the the things that go with the party lifestyle because we've all kind of been there, you know, at some stage. Um, that decided my my body is no longer going to be used. You know, I'm not going to abuse my body anymore and going to look after it. It's going to become a temple because they know that you're obviously into your your health and stuff like that. And I just want um because it, it what I'm trying to get at here is that your life kind of at the minute sounds very idyllic. And for anyone listening to this here, they'll go, wow, I would love a lifestyle like that, a successful podcast host, you know, a, a, a yoga trainer, a health coach, essential pole dancer, you know, probably hunky Mexican boyfriend, um, lived in different countries. And so that all sounds amazing, but I'm just trying to... Um, get some of your background to see you know what motivated you to 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 kind of give up that lifestyle you know that you were kind of in if that makes sense yes uh, it does um and you know when i was like walking uh, down from this uh, uh, for the hike i was listening to some podcast and and um and the person was saying about the success that's something that you're talking about right now you know, like people look at successful people and they think, oh, I would like to have this success. But mm -hmm. the truth is that the successful people are successful because they do what the, most people don't want to do. And the, the reason why I'm doing and having all of that is because I put the work to this. And it's um, every dream that is coming uh, true in your life is come is coming with the responsibility you know mm, yeah. living in a different countries requires for you from you learning the language and of course i can speak english in those countries here of course it's easy because most of them most of people do speak but to really um organize your life more comfortable uh it's better to speak spanish as well and you need to learn how to navigate through so many things. You need to sometimes be in the places that you don't want to be because you have no choice because you not, not have anything better. But you need to learn how to enjoy what you have. And this process of this change and transformation, uh, it was not over a night, you know. It's, it started um, actually when um, the, the corporate that was working for was a JTI, it was a tobacco company. And, um, but they were giving to the employees uh, a sport card for different venues. And at that time I was lazy, so I just chose something that was the closest to my house, like a five minute walk. And it was a yoga studio. And I was very fortunate that I had a very mindful teacher who was really true teaching a true yoga, which is not only making a different poses, but also working with your mind and with your own limitation. So I get hooked into yoga uh, because I went for the first class, it was an introduction class. He was forcing everybody to come to introduction class before going to regular classes. So there was kind of like a discipline. Um, and I, it was horrible for me. It was, you know, an hour and a half of sweating. I couldn't do anything. Everything was so difficult. I couldn't touch my toes, you know, like every pose was like crazy. And this is where I actually discovered like, wow, so those are my limits. 
And I, I saw that people around me might be a little bit better, or even the instructor was, you know, really um, much, much better, right? And I thought like, okay, so it's possible to do all this kind of things with the body. So that's, that's cool. Let's, let's try it on. And uh, it brings me some joy. And I started to go more and more. Uh, and then I started, I discovered the pole dancing, which was also very horrible for me at that time, because yoga didn't build me strength. It was building me flexibility, but didn't build me strength. So my first pole dance class was also horrible, because I couldn't do anything. And it was also very painful, because if you're not, you know, doing the tricks the right way with your muscles, you're getting a bruises. Um, but yeah, at that time I enjoyed a lot. And then I also discovered the gym. The gym helped me to build the strength. And I started to see improvement in my yoga very fast. Um, so I started to be interested in that. And then I started to think, okay, maybe I can do some course to learn more about actually um, how to train in the gym, how to, you know, what to eat and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I started to study this in a Polish sports academy to become a fitness instructor, personal trainer and nutritionist. Um, over time, also the, the, the yoga teacher training, uh, some other, you know, flexibility and scientific uh, stretching trainings. So I, I'm actually constantly learning all the time doing some courses. Uh, mostly online or also while traveling. I'm learning also about the cacao ceremonies um, from different yoga instructors going to a different places. So it's a, it's a constant process. But it started, I think, when I was um, around 20, 27. So it was more or less 13 years ago. So a while. And I started to see a first... Um, First, like a significant result, I think after like six years, you know, when I really started to see my body is changing, my mind is changing, I'm becoming more disciplined because I was keep, you know, um, drinking and smoking, maybe, maybe not smoking when I started to be interested in fitness, but I was like still interested in parties and drinking. And I remember at some point I came for some pole dance class and I wouldn't say I had a hangover, but I wasn't like in my best because I had a couple of drinks the night before. And I thought, no, like those drinks weren't worth it to not being in my on my best in my Poland's class because having a trick when I can lie, uh, hang on my one leg upside down is just bringing me much more fun and much more long term benefits than those two drinks. So over a time, it was getting less and less and Unless, and for a long time, I had, I wouldn't say problem with alcohol, but I was like, I got to the different extreme. So I stopped drinking and I hated drinking and I had the drinkers, you know, but then I also now I discovered that that's not also the goal, you know, the goal is the balance, you know, and sometimes, yeah. you know, everything is given by the mother nature and I believe the alcohol has a purpose as well and it's okay if someone you know if it's not your against your religion or something if you feel like having some alcohol once a while and just don't like shaming and blaming this because I was I get to this extreme that you know it's it's become for me like a forbidden territory but at the same time you know wherever you're pushing away so 
part, it always um, hunting you back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That's um, really interesting. And there's there's a couple of points that I could kind of touch on there. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that um, maybe you'll agree with the statement. For those of us who are kind of looking for more in life, um, for, for for the things that we have in life just don't seem to satisfy us. We're, we're looking for something bigger. We're looking for something more satisfying. We're looking for something ultimately kind of spiritual, a spiritual meaning to our life. But before we have these things in our life, before we understand these, the world can, can, can seem kind of difficult. We don't seem kind of seem to fit in because we don't understand our life's purpose. We don't feel like we truly belong. And those feelings are hard and we for most of us anyway we've nobody really to turn to we've nobody to really to confide in to and so we kind of try to dull that pain and dull those feelings with things like alcohol and and drugs because i understand because i've been through there myself and i've struggled long and hard with with alcohol moderation and drinking to excess and not drinking to excess and trying to stop so I'm just reaching a point in my life now where, as you quite rightly say, I'm reaching that balance now where I'm going, okay, well, I don't have this toxic relationship with alcohol anymore. You know, I am i don't need to overindulge in it and I don't need to be this pioneer from it. So I can almost at the point now where I can go, okay, well, I can have some alcohol in moderation, not drink to the way I was, but I'm okay with not drinking at the same time because I think I'm more in balance now, more in tune with myself. Um, so I, I I don't know, as I said, if you would agree with that. It's because we're trying to dull something inside us because we don't feel satisfied in our life. Have you any thoughts around that? Yeah, definitely. You know, I was not feeling happy in my life. So that was the way for me to kind of escape. And I was not feeling happy in my life to the point that I was even trying to commit suicide at the age of mm-hmm. 17. Um, and But after that, I still didn't feel happy, but I didn't know other ways to, to find this, this happiness. And of course, the alcohol and the, the drugs are um, kind of like an instant... Um, instant uh, transportation to some other state of mind you know uh and of course when i discover you know meditation and uh and mindfulness and um yeah i think like a spiritual practice you know um my life changed because i realized that i can be in the state in the same state of uh happiness and bliss just standing uh, in the ocean or on the beach, you know, and dancing uh, on the sunrise. And that has no side effects, no hangover, <laughs> no, um, you know, uh, yeah. And, and and it's lasting longer and just, and, and, and just much more cool. Um, but it's, it's been a while to, to get to the States and, at this point, actually, I, I kind of feel like I'm living in the wonderland and all these places where I am traveling to, where I always was dreaming to travel to, uh, or not maybe dreaming, but that I, I wanted to live this kind of life. Even though I didn't know that I'm going to be in Mexico or Colombia, I wasn't thinking about those countries. Um, but I knew that I want to see more. I want to 
uh, explore more of the world of the different cultures i i don't want to live so-called nine to five you know life and that i was living at that time but i didn't know how to do it because i was afraid to make my conscious decision and leave my job you know or i was um i thought you know i'm just gonna at, um, maybe uh, travel once a while but that was also not a good thing because then wherever I was traveling I was traveling and drinking so I wasn't really enjoying the experience because it was more, more like a party traveling because I didn't feel um, I didn't feel you know financially uh, abundant enough to just like go somewhere and live and and uh, and don't not worry about money and paradoxically, when I just lost everything, and not only lost everything, but also get myself into the big depths, <laughs> that was the time when I swear finally find the courage to to make this step because I like didn't have any other choice. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and of course I had to go to Iceland to work there, but it was a different country and it was really interesting country, and I saw many beautiful things over there. And it opens me the door to fix mm. my financial situation, start traveling to America, start saving money as well, and make uh, the rest of the dreams happen. It's such an inspiring story. It, it really is. And I think that sometimes when we lose everything is when we gain everything, as you quite rightly say. We think that, I think it's this kind of, um, I've talked about this before, but it's it's there. It's the idea of attachments in our lives. We're afraid to lose what we think that we have, even if it's very, very little. And um, because change is hard and the unknown is scary. Um, but as you say, paradoxically, once you kind of lose your old life is when you're ready to step into this new life and you it's almost like being reborn again. Um, funnily enough, when I, I was actually listening to something and I don't not not that I don't like but I always kind of struggled or always kind of mm, had a kind of negative thought form about the idea of being born again because it's a kind of Christian thing and it's a, a fundamental Christian thing and I thought you know these people who are displaying that they're born again and you know they don't know what they're talking about coming from a spiritual perspective but then I listened to something and they were talking about the idea of being born again can also apply to spirituality. Once you have an awakening, that is being born again. Once you lose everything and discover a new life, that is being born again. So every time you go through an awakening or any time you go through a spiritual experience, you're being born again, just like a Christian. So it's, it's just kind of made me look at that idea of being born again in a completely different life. And so now I'm happy to say I am born again. <laughs> I would go even further. You are born again every day when you wake up. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. That is that, that is absolutely beautiful. Try One to try to wake up with this curiosity like you are like this is your first day or on earth and you're waking up and you're open your eyes and you're looking around and thinking far out how did i get here <laughs> that, that's actually very beautiful and very um something i can relate to because sometimes i would write messages sometimes like my higher self or um beings in in, in the higher realms would give me messages and it forms a large part of my blog and one of the messages they give me, I would just hear the, the thing and I know that I have to write. Um, so one of the things they, they were talking about is this kind of like 
drudgery that we face in our lives about being unsatisfied with our life about not being happy in the jobs that we kind of do and wanting something more and the message was kind of like there's nothing we can really do to change that but if you wake up each day like a child with a sense of wonderment and go wow I wonder what the day has in store for me I wonder what magical things or what's going to happen for me then your whole day can be transformed. So just exactly as you're saying there, it's 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 all about your mindset, really, isn't it? It's about waking up and go, I've been born again. You know, it's it's a fabulous life. How did I get here? What is the day gonna have in store for me? Then I think generally your day will go much easier than if you wake up and go, oh, you know, the same thing again. Exactly. And uh, you know there is no perfect life and even if you might see someone from the outside that living a life that you are kind of like dreaming about a craving thing we all have our challenges and the difference is like um uh the way how we deal with challenges you know because we can just you know give up and cry or make a drama or like get angry or we can say okay i'm not gonna have this one now or like this is what it is, you know, and either I can um, be angry or I can just deal with that, you know, and, and for example, this for the hike that I did was amazing thing, but, you know, not, it wasn't perfect. Like we were living in a camps where there were like hundred people at one time, you know, and we had just like a, everybody just had the, uh, the bunk bed, you know, bed, and because it's Colombia, they, they do wash the bed sheets and everything, but for me, you know, it's not a European standard. So I wasn't like really happy about the, you know, laying down on this bed and having all these people around me all the time. And the the bathrooms where, you know, hundreds of people are using every day, like you can imagine, you know, how the bathrooms <laughs> look like. There was no toilet paper always, all the time. You had to take care of your toilet paper you know policy always and so there was lots of challenges but I could be like get angry and I, I could mm. think like oh my god no toilet paper how was this that I'm paying for that you know and I could just laugh and say okay I just need to you know go for to my guide and ask them for a toilet paper because they usually have it so you know it's always the the way how we deal with, uh, with things absolutely and i think this is a problem most i think most people don't understand the nature of trauma they don't understand why these things are coming into our life they're i kind of look at them as gifts that we're being given rather than a negative thing because as you rightly said it makes us go inside do the shadow work do the um do the inner work uh, it helps us evolve it helps us understand um what it is that makes us happy in the life it's the outer world that no longer makes us happy we're looking for something different we're kind of wondering and so most people well not most people a lot of people as you say have a mindset oh poor me why did this happen to me and and they kind of don't do anything with it um so it's really for those people who go okay i'm in this situation this event has happened to me how can I understand this? How can I grow from it? How can I learn and evolve and change? I think when you do that there, then you become more empathetic towards people. You want to help other people. Um, it's part of your spiritual journey. 
um, of, of understanding what these things are. And so at some point, I think, in your journey, then you want to naturally give back. You want to help other people, as you're quite rightly doing in your journey, um, letting people know exactly who they are and who they can be without these limitations. Yeah, exactly. And um, this is part of responsibility in the spiritual journey that we need to um, share what we have learned. And um, yeah, Ram Das is saying about that. I, I love Ram Das. He's my great mentor and great guru. I love to listen to him. And also my life, I feel changed when I started to, to listen to his lectures. And I really started to experience this unconditional love that he's talking about, that he experienced with his guru. So I think it's also important to find something in the life that makes us feel good, some kind of way of philosophy that helps us, you know, not for everybody needs to be Ramdas for you as a Christian can be praying, for example, and talking with God. Why not? You know, but everybody can find something that uh, in some difficult moments or some moments they can, you know, um, turn to and, uh, and use to start to feel better. Yeah. I also know that Yogananda, as um, someone who very much inspires you as well, I've listened to his autobiography and I actually get quotes every day sent to me from email um, that just constantly remind you. And it's such a, an important person. Um, the journey that he had, the, the gurus that he learned under, it, it really is quite amazing um, listening to it. So could you kind of let us know um, the importance of Yogananda, what it is that you've learned from his philosophy, his um, self-realization fellowship, and what lessons have you taken from him and his philosophies? Mm. Yes. Sorry to put you on the spot. No, no, no. I'm just thinking where to start, you know. I do like the autobiography of the of the yogi, and it's one of the most famous books, I think, because of Steve Jobs. Um, however, there's a much shorter book, uh, also really profound, uh, about the law, 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 like a law in the court of success. Yeah. And that was very profound for me. I think I heard it like, 10 times uh sometimes like three times in the row first first time when i heard this and it's teaching you about how to deal with basically everything uh in life and how to create your dream life uh using your own willpower and how not to be a victim how to be responsible for the world that you're creating because you are making decisions every day, you know, every minute. And um, that is what's creating your vibration field. And that is what leading you to um, next uh, situations, next circumstances, next uh, people that you are meeting. And I think um, when I understood this one, um, Everything around me starts to change. Um, I was, you know, I, I had lots of this limiting beliefs about, you know, the Polish little girl not speaking, uh, not speaking uh, English good, like attracting the wrong people. 
And it is a process. I'm not saying that I master that, but I am not blaming other people wherever I am in some situations that I don't like. But I've, I'm looking at myself and thinking, okay, so what can I do differently that's going to bring me a different outcome? And at the same time, also being patient because... Um, Things are not happening overnight, and sometimes we need to wait for the result, sometimes a couple of years. And we need to know, we need to have the, you know, the destination that we are sailing to um, and uh, not being distracted. Because I think that the main problem for people of getting what they want is like they have something in mind they they sailing toward the, this harbor, but they're getting distracted on the way. And I see it through myself as well, like, like I want this one, but at the same time, I'm getting distracted on the way and like starting doing something else and forgetting about that. So yeah, it's a constant process and I'm using the principles of a willpower, um, a dynamic willpower, you know, constructive mind from this uh, from this book and meditation and self analysis, uh, wherever I'm coming for the challenges. Beautiful. I highly, highly recommend this book. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that I know that you've talked about that too. And um, you've mentioned meditation there, and meditation is something that um, I constantly talk about. It, it, no matter what form you do or what you're doing it for, it, it can really help with a multitude of things. Um, listening to to Yogananda, you know, they talk about doing like an hour's meditation as if it's nothing. We sat down for an hour. Like, wow. Sometimes they're doing three hours meditation. And though I talk about the importance of meditation, I think that um, a lot of us, myself included, always find an excuse not to do meditation we put our chores on our tasks in front of meditation I'll, I'll do my meditation once i have this crossed off or this crossed off or i can't do meditation because i i've got that but because meditation is such a central practice in our life because it's such an important part of our life because it can help us change then surely meditation should be the most important thing that we should do in our life. Okay, define meditation first. What's your um, definition of meditation? <laughs> meditation for me, I guess it depends what you're looking at. Meditation or different meditations. Meditation is about going within. It's about finding that silence, that stillness within, cutting yourself off from the physical material world and developing that connection with the inner you and the divine that you can find within meditation. Um, so that would be my definition of meditation, but there are there are other, other obviously other meditative practices where you can focus on something, you can focus on a desire or um, a help or something that you want to see manifest into your life. But Mostly I use meditation, as I said, in order to shut down the noise and shut down the um, nonsense, if you like, that constantly circles around us each day and to find peace and stillness within. And when I do that, I generally find that not all of the time, but I come out a more balanced 
centered person and happier person and calm and relaxed. And sometimes in meditation, I can have very, very deep spiritual experiences um, that I can take and try to understand what is being shown to me and try and take forward into this physical world. So that, in a nutshell, is meditation. <laughs> yeah, very big nutshell. I treat it much more simple. For me, meditation um, is being present. Um, being present, that means even when you're listening to your favorite song, but it's your favorite song, so you're very in within the sounds, within the words, within whatever you are hearing, and you're doing what you actually said. So you are kind of like shattering the noise and you're just present with the song. Or when you go for a walk or when you are uh, reading a book um, or even when you're playing with kids or with, uh, with your dog or cat, but you are fully present and you are fully yeah. giving yourself into this moment and not thinking about, you know, all the world around. So looking at meditation like that you can do meditation in many different ways you know as i said as reading a book even cooking or yeah. you know talking with someone and i do yeah and i currently i'm um, do some uh live streaming guided meditations um and the goal for that is to take people into the to the guided um situation that i am uh, having uh, during this meditation and so they can maybe you know not think about nothing during the meditation what most people think but they can be present with my voice and just following the instructions um, so this is for me meditation and of course yes there are some um, you know techniques where you are following your breath focusing on the breath and you're sitting for an hour and you're trying to you know, pretend that you're comfortable and all this kind of stuff. Um, and yes, but from what I've learned from Paramahansa and Ramdas is when you really understand what meditation is, you understand that every second of your life is meditation. Even our conversation here and now is meditation because we are present. We are listening. I'm listening mm. to your questions, trying to, you know, open uh, uh, answer from the place of my heart. You're listening to me, you know, carefully. So that this is my approach to meditation. <laughs> that, that, no, that, that's beautiful too. You're right. I just probably wouldn't associate that with meditation, but I understand the importance of being present too many people look to the past and have regrets and, you know, want to go back and change the past. At the same time, uh, perhaps the same amount of people are constantly looking to the future. If only this will happen, I can't wait to this here. I, I want this to happen, you know, this year. And as you rightly say, they're missing the present. You're missing your life because you're not living in the present. You're not living presently. And if you're not living presently, you're not happy. So it's when you start to say, okay, well, I want to live pr presently. I want to live in the present. Then you begin to examine your thinking. Okay, well, what way am I feeling at the minute? What am I thinking? And, and then you begin to realize your own thoughts. Don't you? you begin to go, oh, right, my thoughts are not in the present. I'm not appreciating what is happening right around me, whether it's taking a walk in nature, whether it's simply enjoying even the food that you eat. 
Um, I've had to train myself to do this here, which is stop distracting myself when I'm eating, picking up a phone or listening to something. It's about simply eating and enjoying the process of eating. So it's about, as you rightly say, being present in everything that we do um, and, and being aware of our thoughts at the same time. Um, and also um, one of your favorite things is, is, is being aware of small talk um, <laughs> and just appreciating small talk for, for, for what it is, being present in that instead of going, oh, I hate small talk. Yeah, and you 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 uh, you were asking like, should the meditation be the most important thing uh, mm. for us? Um, well, yes, but I think if someone you know is not really like familiar with the meditation, never tried, or like thinking about this, like, oh, I'm not gonna sit and think about nothing, I would say that most important thing will be uh, gratitude. The best if you can write, you know, three things that you are grateful for every day. That, mm -hmm. in my opinion, that will be a game changer for for people, um, because you really need to be like get hooked into the meditation and all this kind of stuff to like experiment with that and do maybe different things and different techniques. Um, but I like things simple, you know, like just just write. You can think about this, but it's better to write down just three things that you're most grateful for. And it's really changing the energy straight away, you know, and you are realizing that, oh my God, my life is not that bad, you know, and even if it's just a simple thing, like I had a cup of coffee, you know, or I don't know, I wake up in a clean bed, wherever, you know, but the energy grows where energy goes. And when you are focusing on the positive things in, in your life, the more positive things are coming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that will be something the most important, I would say. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> let, let, let me take this a step further and bring your own words back to you. How about being grateful? Because I've started doing this practice of waking up each morning and having gratitude for whatever the day gives to me, whether it's a pot well positive or negative event it's just being grateful for everything that is going to come to me in my life so yes absolutely you're right and just as another small point about meditation i guess that um although i talk about these kind of deep and silence and all the rest but a lot of my meditative practices which kind of feeds into gratitude is this concept of love of having love and sending out love and being grateful. And once you're grateful, then you're, you are in love, aren't you? You're in love because you're grateful for the things that have come into your life. So part of my meditation practices is, is gratitude and sending love to, to all those who helped me along my journey and for all those things that they have helped me along with my life. So I just wanted to make that small point there. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that too. And, um, <laughs> You know, like, and it's also like changing, you know, we have like some phases, like I, I had different phases in Iceland because I maybe had more time for journaling, here more things are going on. So I'm more like into kind of like um, journaling my mind, which is okay. It's, it, it's okay to change it. We don't need to have the, the, the same routine whole our life. So yeah. I think 
also what is good with the podcast like we're doing we can share that and every everybody can can listen and they can try maybe what you're doing what i'm doing and they see what works for them yeah and that yeah just to, to, to sort of feed onto that um you're absolutely right sometimes like i i would go well i'm not maybe as dedicated or i'm not striving for that you know spiritual perfection like like i was doing but it doesn't always have to be like that maybe that was just a period in my life in which that was needed and now i'm i've kind of changed i'm doing this role now i've become so incredibly busy with creating media with creating content just to share with people and this is okay too this is another part of my life and it's 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 just another part of my life in which I, I'm able to help more people. Maybe that part of my life was needed for me back then in order to develop the person that I am now so that I can share more of myself with people. Um, there was something else I want to talk about and I've completely forgotten. <laughs> um, no, I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, um, just this concept of, of love and gratitude and, and being grateful for everything that we kind of have in life. Um, but your podcast too and my podcast, and I, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about, is that I was talking about this and this other thing that I've, I've got signed up to and I don't know how I've got into it. It's called Wisdom. And for, from what I can see of it, you give live talks, um, which was another kind of step for me i was oh god now i'm now i'm now i'm broadcasting live to people and people can come on and be and be a live guest and um, but anyway one of the last things i was talking about there was was this kind of dream of mine of inclusive inclusive inclusivity i can't remember that word of i think a lot of people in this kind of medium this spiritual thing they're off doing their own thing you're doing your thing i'm doing my thing you're in your bubble i'm in my bubble and even within this uh format there can still be a bit of an ego people think that well i need to have all the listeners that i can have i need to have all the subscribers that i have and i don't want to share with someone else because I'm afraid of them taking some of my listeners or, you know, my, my subscribers away. But kind of the thing that I was saying, well, we need to, in order to, to change this world, we all need to come together. We all need to share. It's not about how many subscribers you have or how many listeners I have. We just need to share and, and, and form teams. And so then isolated bubbles can, can merge and form bigger bubbles. Um, and so everybody can, can then sort of come together and, and and sort of join forces if you like so that we can ultimately then have enough power to change the world I just kind of wanted to know your thoughts on that yeah you know like i as a woman always felt more into cooperation and um i i had it was my kind of um i don't know if it, i can call it limiting belief or disadvantage that i i never understood this competitive nature you know because wherever i was like showing up somewhere i was thinking okay so what can we do together like how can we support each other to get more while of course in the men's world you know there's a lot of competition and lots of this kind of um thinking about how to be better than someone have more likes more views more whatever thing so um but between women women com compete for a man uh, 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 this is like a different 
different uh, levels with this. Uh, so there is always some competition somewhere. But uh, since I started to travel here in Latin America, I was very fortunate to meet so many um, different women from all over the world, also from this part, but also like um, coming from Europe and living here. And the society that I, I met here is more like focused on this cooperation that you are talking about and how we can support each other, how we can do more together, you know. And it started with in Tulum. Like, actually, that, that's why I choose Tulum, because I saw already on Facebook that there's a girls gang. And then, you know, they have the meetings every week, you know. So that was that was actually, I was like, okay, I'm going there, because this town sells schools. I like to be with, you know, a creative, successful woman. I want to learn from them. I want to, you know, see what we can do together. And I wasn't mistaken because this uh, girls can work like that. And there was like a, you know, group of women that we were gathering, doing some, you know, networking things. But, and then we were sharing like, okay, who's doing what, what kind of support they need, you know, what can we do together? And I was like really amazed because finally I felt that I am with people who know that we uh, and embody this, that together we can do more. And when we start, stop competing with each other and see how we can use our unique skills, we can change the world faster. So um, I hear your point and totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's important because everybody, has, as you rightly say, has different skill sets. Everybody has different attributes about them. And, you know, you're just just our just our, our, our interview, our podcast here at the minute has been an exchange of ideas and you know, I've said something and then you've kind of expanded upon it and maybe you've said something and I've expanded upon it. And that goes to show you the the, the concept and the value of cooperation is that we can um, have greater ideas and, and, and expand upon concepts more when we when we're together rather than being on our own. So we should we should be we should be cooperating more with each other instead of um feeding into that still illusion and that narrative that we that we think that we've escaped from which is this idea of well I'm spiritual which means um you know I I've escaped that old way of thinking but you you obviously haven't if you still have that ego about yourself where you're thinking you know I need all the listeners I need all of the 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 subscribers instead of just going well it's not about that it's about um cooperation one of the things that interests me about your podcast when I started to research you is it kind of chimed with my own podcast because you have quite a wide variety of people on your podcast from all kind of walks of life and all kind of teachings. Um, and I think a lot of the people can get into this habit of going, well, this is what I talk about. This is what I'm interested in. So I'm not going to have someone on who maybe will challenge my beliefs or I'm not really, I don't really agree with what they talk about, so I'm not going to have them on. But from what I've listened from your podcast, you've had a, a variety of people on, even if you're not overly um, fluent in that aspect of, of what you have. And there's been people on my podcast who I have initially went, mm, I don't know if I could, you know, interview you. You're, you're saying you're a Christian or um you'll have to forgive me even when I found out nothing about yourself I was kind of looking and going I don't really know anything about her you know does she you know is there something about this person that will really I can I can talk about but it was 
giving giving people a chance and going, okay, well, let me look at their body of work. Let me listen to something. Let me read what they're saying. And then I can find one thing about them. And then maybe I can, by listening to more of their content, then I go, okay, well, I have more in common with this person than I initially would have thought. And if I hadn't have, um, you know, taken that opportunity to, 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 to do a bit of research on them. I never would have had the opportunity to have the person on my podcast and learn from them like I am from, from you now. Yeah, totally. Well, p- people are different, but I have uh, same goal always. You know, I want to have guests that they can bring value to my audience and that they can um, show a ways how they can... Um, make a better life, make more healthy life in the holistic way, which means not only, you know, what's the best recipe or like the best exercise, but sometimes, you know, the best method to understand themselves and who they are. So that's why, for example, I have, um, you know, podcasts about the cacao ceremony or Vedic astrology. And at the same time, I have a a guest talking about the, uh, hydrogen uh, or some other like science related technology you know um, because it all makes sense for me as as you mentioned the body is a temple for the soul that's the that's the the main um, theme of my podcast to learn how to operate through that 3d world which is the body that we are materialized in this body but the temple, which is the the place where the spirit lives, right? So, um, and I believe wherever someone religion is, uh, you know, at some point everybody um, feels that okay, um, we can do so much with with the science, with the medicine, but there is something more that is kind of like undescribed and we can check it very, very easily. How much, how, no, no matter how much someone is into the science and non-spiritual world, everybody feels love and how you can, you know, measure love through science. No, <laughs> of course you can measure a chemical reaction in your body when you feel a certain feeling, but can you really measure what is this experience and how it influenced your life and your thoughts? No, not really. And, um, you know, and if you're going to say, oh, but I don't feel really love, it's just a chemical reaction in my body. So probably you're, you're kind of like a robot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And, and obviously you've called your body, uh, your podcast, um, Body is a Temple. For me, our bodies are only on loan to us. You know, we have the loan of this physical vehicle in order to carry us about, um, in order for us to to learn lessons. And we should be respectful of this vehicle that is on loan to us. And obviously, there's a lot of people who don't respect the, the, the physical vehicle. And like yourself, it's taken me many, many years in order to to actually learn that and to 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 learn to respect my body but i guess learning to respect your body isn't just about um keeping it healthy and exercising because people can then still abuse their body in that way by um 
over exercising and taking supplements and you know steroids and drugs like that in order to you know make it more healthier um i think a more um sustainable way of looking after your body is um through nutrition through understanding what you're taking into your body the chemicals that um you're you're allowing to come in contact with your skin through your your shampoos your moisturizers your toothpastes and things like that there and i know that this makes up a a very large part of your life so it's not something for me and i'm sure you're the same that that um you overnight decide this is it it's something that gradually unfolds and you you begin to have more awareness around you know these these health issues and i'm wondering could you just talk about that a little bit yeah you know i'm not uh, also perfect in that especially while traveling you know always i can have you know my favorite pro- products that i want to use and sometimes i need to you know buy some mainstream product let's say <laughs> but um but usually uh i love the apple cider vinegar drinking in yeah. the morning and i can say that i can open the apple cider church <laughs> like um encourage everybody to drink it i love you don't drink it raw do you i drink it with water so you can say uh, i drink yeah. it raw I, I mix two spoons uh, of apple cider with uh, yeah. with water and sometimes i don't have this one so then i'm just looking for what i have like a lemons you know or limes or whatever thing or if i don't have this one at least i have always water so this is the first thing in the morning that is very important for me to hydrate my body and um and but yeah but uh, as i said um this one and i love the coconut oil which i use you know extensively for everything my hair my skin um and just like you know I think the, the main thing is just trying to do the best with the with the things that you have around you. So just by like thinking about that, wherever you put on yourself, on your skin, um, the skin um, absorbs everything. It's like the biggest organ. It's like you will eat that. So whatever you're putting on your skin, it's going into your body, into your bloodstream, into your ven- veins. So just by knowing that um, you can just, you know, pay attention to to the products that you use. And um, it's actually occurred that it's much easier and cheaper uh, to use natural products because uh, apple cider vinegar usually is available mm-hmm. in most places and things like a coconut oil, they are also. Uh, of, co- of course, for washing hair and maybe um some other things sometimes you need to use something else but just like being mindful that wherever you have a possibility to to use products that are more eco-friendly more sustainable also that are made um maybe uh with some handmade or local that you're supporting you know people who are doing things in the in the area where you're living um that also brings um yeah a lot of uh mindfulness uh mm-hmm. just a quick question how long uh, much um more you want to talk yeah yeah about five ten minutes because okay. i want to get on to your your coaching programs and then just wrap it up uh-huh okay 
So yeah, um, just now that you you mentioned that, we we want to talk about some of the the coaching programs that you do. You're obviously a health coach or a yoga coach. You teach people the value of themselves. Um, do you also teach your pole dancing to to people if they want to learn it, or is that just a private practice? So currently, because of I'm moving quite a lot this year, and I'm going to keep moving. Um, most of the things are online, and I don't uh, travel with my pole. So the pole dance, uh, this is not a pole dance year. But I do live uh, streams of the meditation this month, and next month going to be a breathwork sessions. Uh-huh. Um, I'm mostly guiding people to my podcast because that's the platform where I talk about what's currently um, in my offer because the offer is also changing depending on what I'm doing, what is available for me. Um, Most of the things are, of course, related with health. Uh, I was very fortunate now to meet also in Colombia my, my business husband and we are making some business baby connected with uh, marketing and spirituality. So I'm uh, connecting my biggest passion to health and spirituality with my experience in marketing. And for a long time, this is another thing that I was kind of trying to push away, this, uh, this corporate past that I have. But at the same time, you know, I discovered that this experience and knowledge that is easy for me and I have for so many years, I can turn it uh, to helping other people with their business and how to market this and how to um, provide services and change the world with the services. So like with this uh, marketing project, we are focusing on wellness. So everybody who are coaches as well or instructors uh, will benefit with this. But as I said, it's just like a beginning of this. We're just like, choosing the name now and trying to like a build, you know, how we want to present it to the world. But this is going to be some offerings that I'm going to have uh, soon. Um, so yeah, this is the, the podcast is the main platform to connect with me and uh, to kind of, you know, listen to, to what's up, what's, what's kind of um, uh, meditations or the breath work or other things I'm, I'm having online at the moment. Okay, well, I, I wish you all the very su- best success in, in this new adventure that you're doing. And maybe once it's up and running and becomes a, a great success, I'll have you back on again to, to talk about it. Um, yeah, so then where then can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to check out your work then? Yeah, so on the social media, Carrie Life Art, uh, it's K-A-R-I, it's a shortcut from my name. Uh and add magic to that. <laughs> so it's Carry Life Art Magic, everything together on Facebook and on Instagram, you can find as well. And the podcast, if you're going to type in the Google um, podcast, Body is a Temple, it's going to pop up, pop up the podcast website, but you can also find it on Spotify and or iTunes or other podcast platform, wherever people listen to the podcast, if they're going to type Body is a Temple, um it should pop up there's black yeah. and white picture uh and uh, and the name of the podcast yeah there's it's it's on quite a number of um formats because i've looked at it myself i'll post all the links um and you're also on youtube as well you've done some um yoga videos yoga instruction videos and 
unless you're actually quite um adapted yoga i would suggest be cautious because i almost broke my neck trying to copy one of your moves <laughs> you need to send me with which class you try to do it so i'm gonna add warning <laughs> brilliant and carrie or karina um is there one kind of philosophy because i know that you do this too and i do it too in my podcast so i'm going to ask you for one key philosophy, a message that you can sum up, a message of hope, of inspiration, of love that you can just give to people and they could take away with them now? Mm, well, I have a tattoo. Okay. Beauty awakened the soul to act. Wow. So just surround yourself with the beauty, wherever you define as a beauty. And... Um, Wherever you are, if, you, if you're not in a place that you want to be or if you don't have things that you want to have, just put something beautiful that's going to give you hope. You know, a flower, a candle, essential oil, wherever, you know, because that's going to inspire you to keep going, to reach for your dreams, reach for the stars. Beautiful. That is absolutely amazing. Karina, thank you so, so much for, for giving your time up today, for, for being a beautiful guest, for sharing your knowledge, for connecting with me and, and, and actually helping and instructing me. And I really do enjoy your podcast and I hope that people will, will check it out. I certainly will be listening to a few more episodes myself. Um, but yeah, like I said, hopefully um, hopefully when, when this big um, success comes off and you become a multi-millionaire you'll come back on and, and give us another interview and let us know how it's going thanks so much i'm not sure if a multi-millionaire is a goal but <laughs> unless you're going to describe it as uh, inspiring multi-millions of people in the yeah. world <laughs> but yeah definitely thank you so much and thank you for inviting me also to your show mm -hmm.